Tonight on Broadcast Now, we've got a special episode for you. We've got John Hankel. He is the product marketing manager of Netgear. And we're going to talk all about NDI and Netgear's NDI resources for net switches, giving you the ability to have the best network experience with NDI. All this when Broadcast Now starts now. Hey guys, it's time for some broadcast now. We've got a great show today, as you heard. Let's jump right into it. We've got Mr. Marty McFadden from Podjam.tv. Welcome. Steven, how are you? This is a highlight of my, my week, always. Oh, I know. You've been you've been chomping <laughs> at the bit for this show when you heard about this one. <laughs> yes, absolutely. This is a great, great topic. Confusing to a lot of people, I think. Networking can get a little bit confusing and complicated, but I think we got the right guy here. We brought on the expert. That's what we planned on doing. So we've also got Mr. Greg Terry, youtube.com slash the Greg Terry experience. Hey, Steven. Hello, Marty. And looking forward to the program tonight. It's going to be awesome. We've got some serious, legit horsepower, firepower queued up and ready to roll. And uh, just talking pre-show, he's from out in the neck of the woods where I used to live in California. So looking forward to our hour together tonight. We're all going to be enlightened, learn something. Might even have a smile or two during this time. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> hey, I always I always try to smile with this. And we got our special guest, <laughs> uh, John Ankle from uh, Netgear. And you are the uh, product marketing manager, right? I am. Uh, I handled the uh, Pro AV section of Netgear. Netgear, of course, being a big, huge company. They brought me in about a year and a half ago to uh, target the Pro AV side of things. Well, I... I know it's uh, great to have you with us tonight. Um, we're 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 excited. We've been watching everything because obviously NDI is is, is really huge right now, right? Every, we've been watching this. NDI five came out, and then you guys really took the industry by storm with coming out with, from what I've seen, the first dedicated NDI based router or switches and, and system, right? Yeah, I, you know we've been in the marketplace for a long time. Obviously, Netgear's been around, I think it's 25 years this year, as a matter of fact. And then in Pro-AV, we started getting attention like 2016, I think, when the different series came out, the M4300 series switches came out. But we started changing things and realized there's a big market there and a few things we could do. But the real game changer is this newer M4250 series that we're kind of here to talk about that you heard about with NDI5 as well. So this series has just really gotten us some huge attention 
in the marketplace, and we're really excited about it. And I know a lot of these guys, There's we've got ranges of pro audio guys, pro video guys, all the way down to the, the basic uh, new guys that want to get into this. And they've heard us talk about NDI at nauseum sometimes here because we just we love the technology. So I guess what I want to ask you, and, and these guys will probably jump in with some questions as well, I think to kick this off, what makes your switches stand out from, say, just an average switch? Like, how how does this really work with NDI to really give you the, the best signal possible? Well, and I should say I'm an AV guy. I'm not a network guy, an IT person at all. And that's some of the great part is I'm a good use case for our switches because I can't <laughs> configure them the way it should be. So I need to make it simple. Um, so that's the biggest thing for this, for NDI or for SDVOE or for, you know, Crestron, for Kramer, whoever, uh, we have profiles that have all the configuration built in. So we've taken the pain out of that. We've gotten their equipment in our place. We've had their equipment, our equipment at their place, uh, and make sure that all the settings are tweaked correctly. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to figure out for multicast AV. It is not simple. IGMP has settings. You got to set the querier. You got to set blah, blah, blah. So we do all that for you. So now, for NDI especially, that's where we got the buzz. You can pop in, turn the switch on, click NDI profile, NDI 5 with Dante Audio or NDI 4, select the ports and hit save and it's all configured for you. That's the beauty of this new uh, 4250 line of switches for us. That's it. It's easy. Plug it in just like that's a dummy it. switch. Well, and sometimes it even on other protocols, it just works out of the box even. So because we've been doing networking for so long, there's tweaks we can make to make IGMP, which is the core multicasting protocol you need to have working on your switch. Uh, we've added some things to that to make it even easier and even better that it didn't do from the beginning. Like guaranteeing we're not going to flood your freaking network when you plug something in. Does <laughs> that ever happen? Oh, yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's a big thing. I mean, these guys will tell you, everybody wants to put 50 million NDI devices on a network, but they're not they're not set up. They might even be you know, 10, 100 instead of gigabit, right? So it's it's interesting to see. Now, Greg, you haven't flooded your network with NDI, have you? Yeah, no, you're doing a Japanese movie talk on Russian music, but I'm not sure. We lost them. And I'm going to talk on Russian, so I'm going to interpret for you what I just said in Russian language, and that is, what in the heck was John just talking about? <laughs> and um but here's the most important thing that john said now listen to me so john for the broadcast now group i'm a content creator you know steven's your wizard of geekdom marty is your industry experience and i'm the class clown and then we have our wonderful guests that come in and teach us everything but you said something for me no, in my, my studio is not overloaded with NDI, although I use NDI, but, and I have a Netgear switch, okay? But here's what you said. I'm a content creator. A lot of folks right now watching the stream, watching the program, you made a statement in your opening there that I translated to Russian for everybody so they'd understand you, and that was this. We're converting to be more plug and play. We're working with uh, manufacturers so that when the end user gets the product and they really have no clue what they're doing, we can help them get set up better so that they can do what they're trying to do, not be a network engineer, but be a, a content creator. So 
for guys out there watching and listen, just because I'm here, sometimes they start getting in all this high-tech code stuff uh, where I have to also say, okay, I'm going to learn tonight as well as be a part of the program from the content side. But that one statement alone, that just zones me right in. Yeah, he started what John's off. talking about tonight. <laughs> it, it's, it's very helpful because, to be honest, let's just go five years back. I mean, even, even trying to con, uh, configure – what do I have over there, Stephen? Elgato. Oh, um, your stream deck? SD60. Yeah. No, the old SD60 when I first started. Even trying to configure that joker out and set up your system was terrible. But now the user experience is getting so much better with great companies like Netgear. So I'm excited to hear a whole lot more about it. And I'm all for the plug and play so that those who just want to produce, have their studio, do do their deal, they're not sitting here battling you know, the network setup. So companies like Netgear are making that easier. So thank you. We're trying. Yeah, and I can show you too. We can set up a screen share too. I can show you how it's done. Um, it, it really, you know, our, our goal is obviously to sell switches, right? So the way to do that is to make sure people don't need to be IT trained, CCNA certified, all that kind of stuff, because it's, it's not going to happen. And we have, there's a ton of really intelligent AV people out there in the business who can set up you know, and wire and configure entire conference rooms, airports full of gear who don't know how to set up a network switch necessarily. I don't want to insult anybody because there's plenty of people who do, but who are intimidated by this. And as the industry starts going to more AV over IP, NDI is just, you know, streaming, screaming across the planet, really. Uh, so more people who don't have a tons of IT experience are setting this stuff up and they're like, I, I don't know, I can't. I can't get this to work. And that's frustrating as hell for us and costs us a lot of tech support and everything too. And you guys should be out there creating content. Yeah, Steven, I, I've got, I've got a question here. Um, and I know a lot of our audience is, is just starting out with this stuff. And, you know, I deal with this in my day job and my business, you know, I, I, we do production, we deal with this stuff, the whole routing thing, you know, network, uh, routing thing is a mystery to a lot of people. I barely can get people to plug in an ethernet cable into a router to make sure that they get uninterrupted service versus Wi-Fi, right? Then you add in what it, you know, a switch, what the heck is a switch? I think before we get into it, I think it would be valuable to our audience to describe a lot of people have heard what a router is. A lot of people have those in their, in their homes, but when it comes to a switch, they might, might've seen it has a bunch of ethernet connectors. Like what is a switch and what's how's that different than a router? Why why would I need a switch to do all this stuff? Good question. And you know, sometimes we go back to the AV world of a matrix switch, and uh, some people in the AV over IP industry are using that as it's the matrix switch reinvented. That's an SDVOE uh, phrase they use. So really, it's just taking a bunch of inputs and switching them to different outputs. Right, I mean, you have like the shot right there. So you have a bunch of cables plugged in. Some of those are coming from in the AV over IP world or NDI world cameras or other encoders that are taking a video signal and encoding that, putting it onto a network. And then other cables are taking it from the network to then decode it and put it onto a display or a monitor or a projector. So, I mean, at the real bare minimum, that's all it is. It's just a switching mechanism, taking some inputs and outputs and providing a mechanism to then get those inputs to outputs. 
So the matrix switcher, if you guys are familiar with that, HDMI or old school DVI, things like that, that's kind of what a network switch is, right? Just switching signals. Now, with, with going with what Marty was saying there, there's a lot of guys I know who um, want to incorporate both Dante and NDI in the same switch. Is that problematic with the switches that you guys have? I know we always talk about keeping things isolated in, in the sense of, so you know where the problem lies. Like I noticed on these, these uh, pictures that you guys have, you have some purple and blue, so there's a good way to um, color code it. That doesn't mean everybody does that. So do you have problems running both of them? Because even Dante, they say to, to isolate a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think there's some best practices, sure, to keep things separated. And without getting too detail-oriented, uh, that's what you want to use a VLAN for. So there's there's a way to keep those seg segregated. Um, and the cool thing about our 4250 switches, though, is with that profile, we've done all the configuration for you. So we know the little little bits that have to be changed or things that don't work so well when you do it on your own. So we configure it so you can use Dante NDI5 at the same time. No big deal. I can show you that profile. In fact, that's yeah. actually what the profile is. I think it's NDI5 and Dante. Um, but it, it may still very well be that best practice is to keep them separate just so you have a better handle on those signals and uh, can administer those easier. So I yeah that we were getting some comments in in the chat room from uh, Rainwater here. He says, uh, "Thank you guys. I need this stuff dumbed down to kindergarten level." So what we're, we're trying to hit everybody here because we understand it, minus Greg because yeah. he's going to start talking in Russian at any point again. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, by the way, yeah, I got to read Oh, now now oh, you got oh, him doing oh. it. Now you got him doing it. Now we're in. <laughs> oh. We're, we're in trouble now. We got two Russians. No Russian, so don't look at me. <laughs> Long story in that. Yeah. I no, it's, am 100% an American. I love our country, but I've been working in Russia since 1994. So nice. I've learned the language. You do what you got to do. Yep. Smart man. Yeah. <laughs> or you don't eat. <laughs> well, that, that, Funny yeah. how that works. So John, you you have with you, um, you have an act, you have one of the routers that you could show everybody and kind of walk through the the process. Then we can probably get into the the inner. I'll pull that lower third down, so people can kind of see what the what the switch looks yeah. like. And so yeah, this is one of our M forty two fifty switches, and there's the back of it. So the first thing that's it's kind of different about these is the look and feel. Ports are in the back for the most part although we do give you the rack ears to switch around if you want. And little things that mean a lot, we give you the rack ears that are six inches, where is the camera? Yeah, six inches back from the rack, so your cables will wrap around and have space in the rack to still work, Nice, not be closed in. Um, so it, it's, it's gonna look good in your AV rack, whether it's in a church or a home or conference room or wherever. Um, but this is one of the new uh, 4250 switches. We have 11 models um, and you know, we're not done yet for sure. That's just the first and second wave of these. So that's an actual switch right there. Yeah. So with going on the the switches and, and separating, like what I do in my studio, I have, I come out of obviously my, my modem, go into a switch. I try to isolate different areas because I don't, I don't want to get into a situation where I'm trying to fuddle around and try to find where the, where the problem lies. So different parts of my studio have different switches assigned to it. 
if somebody were to get one of these switches from you, uh, does it have an issue or do you lose um, issues or do you have issues with it um, working with, say, other other switches? Well, you know, it depends on, on all the configuration things. There's so many possibilities there. But no, we play well with other switches, no problem. You know, people use our switches in environments where there's already some other Cisco switch brand or other brands because it's already in the system. So, you know, this is not just a simple AV switch, dumbed down in any way. It's got the full power of Netgear's full networking support in there. So your IT admin can be happy because he can pop in the command line and send all the stuff out. Use a standard web uh, GUI if you want for configuring various things. Or the AV guy can walk in and set up to the AV GUI and make sure it works with NDI5 easily. So we'll play well with others, not a problem. To your question really about um, different environments and different sections, well, I mean, you can have one switch. It's really a matter of cabling, I think, for part of that. These switches, the M4250s don't stack. So typically stacking for switches means I have an eight port switch. Now I need to get two more ports. Do I need to go buy a whole 12 port switch? No, you can buy a second eight port mm. and not have to physically stack them, but electronically. So they appear as one switch, right? So that's a cool thing. These switches don't do that, but you don't need to. Uh, there's various ways of configuring them that allow you to just share the connections, if you will, uplink, go from one switch to the next switch. I'm trying to play medium ground of, you know, a little bit deep technology, a little lighter end, so everybody can understand. But uh, they're, it's just an easier way of connecting them. And the other good thing about these switches, when you do those connections, often you got to go in and figure out, okay, which ports are they? And then how much bandwidth is allotted for those and which streams are going to go from one switch to the next and back and forth. So we've done that for you automatically again. It's called auto lag and auto trunk. So there's things we've done besides the auto configuration kind of stuff. Now, when you add multiple switches, we can also make that easier for you with auto lag and auto trunk. So you just plug in the cables basically, set up some of the same things on both, and we'll automatically make sure that all the signals are transferred between the units properly. I just wanted to make sure that there wasn't any kind of performance degradation if you're using, oh. you know, somebody else's. Right. But but Matthew, Matthew wants to know. He's you know he says I've spent the last year with a different manufacturer switch for my NDI studio, which was set up for me, which still has a few gremlins in it, and I still don't know exactly what it's doing behind the scenes. I'm very tempted to move over to the Netgear. Is it easy to set up port forwarding for SRT use? And can it report back each machine's bandwidth and set up load balancing? I know we're going to get in deep on some of this stuff. And I go back <laughs> to my comment earlier. I'm an AV guy. Um, look, these, these are professional switches. So if you were able to do that on another switch, you can do it with these switches, no question. Um, I'll just say that blanketly. The other thing I should point out, too, is that for... Any kind of pro EV install, we have a team of people that can help figure out and solve all your questions. Well, that's what I was going to say. Do you, you have a support email that they could email just to kind of get somebody to work with them on their workflow if they're going to pick up a switch? Exactly. Yep. Try to figure out which switch is right. Because that's the other yep. thing. You know, we make hundreds of switches, right? So you may not need the AV line of switches, this M4250. You may need a GS728 TP or whatever. I'm just tossing those things out. So it sounds like I know well, something. Hey, Steven, what that was his name was Matthew? Yes, Matthew Titterton. Matthew, um, I think Jesus said it this way, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in Crisco cooking oil, you can also believe in Netgear. 
So, um, and I'll, you know, I, I saw John <clears throat> Crisco, um, and I'll just tell you point blank. I've got some very, very close friends. I can get all this Crisco stuff I want for free out of San Jose. Um, and I've got Netgear in my studio and I'm very, very happy with it. So Matthew, give it a whirl. I think you'll be very, very happy. That's not a plug or anything. I'm not getting a check, but I could get the other stuff, but I'm using the Netgear and I'm very happy with it. And I think that's, that's, you know, speaks volumes of the products too, right? You don't just have the pro AV side of it. You have, you have the consumer, we'll call it consumer grade. I don't know if that's essentially what you guys call it, but the home no, use. It's still business right? grade. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, we have a, a ton of different switches from unmanaged, simple plug and play, you know, a five port switch up to smart switches, a little bit more management and full managed. And we have ones that are cloud managed through Insight. I mean, we go all the way up. That's all part of the business side of Netgear. There's the connected home products we call CHP. If you're in California, you think of California Highway Patrol, but really it's <laughs> connected home products. And then the SMB, small medium businesses. So SMB is all those switches. And like I say, there's really hundreds. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, can you talk about, and again, I'm gonna kind of, I think someone said, uh, I think Rainwater said, dumb this down. You mentioned, you know, uh, the different levels of switches, fully managed, managed in the cloud, you know, partly managed, and then dumb switches, and the differences, why you would need each one, where, because obviously there's a huge, a huge um, price difference and capacity difference in each one, and just to kind of explain the different levels and why you, why you would have each one. Yeah, and I, I should have teed some of this up if I knew. We have some good collateral pieces on that because still being new to Netgear, I didn't know either that much. Um, so the website, uh, netgear.com slash business, that's the main business side of things. Uh, to answer your question, Marty, though, really, so we have unmanaged, we never say dumb, right? It's not a dumb switch. <laughs> uh, un, unmanaged switches, the smart switch, maybe you need a little bit of control. So unmanaged means you plug it and you plug and play and hands off. You can't change any of the settings you're done. You're just trying to connect a couple things together to your internet, maybe share your internet connection uh, front with to multiple devices. That's a good way to do it. Um, and then, oh, so since you're here, cool too. So under business solutions, it's probably an easier way too. Then you'll see uh, wired switches and you can go there. Under wired networking and switches will uh, give you some ideas. And, and all these, there's so much on here to go through, but, uh, the so the unmanaged then to smart switches and we have plus switches as well how did i, I forget about those uh, and yeah and there's your you'll plus find ones. some other collateral here to, to talk about this better than i will but really it's about how much control you need how much you need to go change some things so we have some switches with power over ethernet poe right and this is relevant to a lot of ndi community a lot of cameras you can power and get the data to and from the camera from the same cable power over ethernet and there's different levels. We could do a whole show on PoE, right? Different levels of power needs or uh, power uh, availability for those. So that's, you'll see some PoE switches, PoE plus, PoE plus plus. Uh, the more pluses, the more power per device it can give. So if you have a camera that needs a lot of power, then we have a switch for that. So when you get a plus switch or smart switch with cloud or things like that that have a little bit more management, you can log into the switch as GUI and allocate certain power to that port or more power to that one, or turn it off at night. Say you're at a church and you don't want some random Yahoo like me rolling up outside stealing your Wi-Fi. <laughs> well, you can 
power off that wireless access point that's powered by PoE by logging in or set up a schedule to do that. So more features and more uh, control over the different features and the ports and the uh, all that stuff. That's what the difference really in the different switch types. Yeah, and if you're using hey, PTZ optics, Stephen, while like John us, was talking there, let me have a full screen a second. So I went just as an end user. John was explaining to you, and I just did a quick Google search on which Netgear switch is right for me. And um, they got a really cool site here. Uh, which Netgear switch is right for me? Unmanaged with the explanation and then the detailed link. Gaming and media streaming link. Smart Manage Plus link. Smart Manage Pro link. Insight Manage cl uh, Smart Cloud Switches link. And then, of course, click an easy mount and fully manage. So very cool. So if you just go into Google and type in, that's the first one that pops up. And um, just looking through it while John was talking there, it's pretty cool. So you got your stuff together behind the scenes. Let me ask you a question in regard to that. Um, are you, and I know this is not your side, you're on the AV side, but you're still with product deployment, I'm sure. Um, yep. Are you guys seeing any backlog as far as having enough product to keep stuff on the shelves or available for sale? I haven't heard of that. Is that is that been an issue in the industry? Have people been having trouble getting products? No, I, I, I think it's just Stephen Haywood that um, he does a lot of fake news stories on his Thursday morning coffee and Stephen show. But, <laughs> I mean, we do know that you know, I, honestly, I was out with my aunt today in Youngstown, Ohio. I live in Pennsylvania, and I actually thought I was going to have to go into Stephen's studio, but I made it back in time um, so I could be from my studio calling in. And I had to stop by Best Buy for a moment. And I, I haven't been in the Best Buy in so long. The shelves were empty. I mean, yeah. it was ridiculous empty. So just wondering, you know, if you put this out there and then people start researching they go oh man i need to get this switch i'm gonna go for that is the product out there yeah so it depends on the product is, is the answer okay. really um and it it's been tough for everybody you know there's chip shortages chip allocations there's shipping issues there's all kinds of stuff going on so we're suffering like everybody else is and our operations team is just working gangbusters trying to bring stuff in and I know for the AV switches, especially, we made this big launch, big push, and everybody's like, great, sounds good, can I get it? And depending on which model and stuff, some are in stock, some aren't. You know, we sell through retailers, through uh, distribution, so depends on your distributor too. They may have brought in a whole bunch and, and back and forth, but yeah, it depends on the switch. And our sales team is awesome in trying to figure out what's right for your application, and they'll work with you and say, you know, you want this switch, here's a comparable one that we have in stock. But uh, yeah, it's been a problem all around. Sure. Yeah, and you got to get better. You got to think about too. It is indeed Q four Q one. Sorry, Steve. Going to get better. Yeah. No, you're, no, you're good. Uh, sorry, I'm just looking through the chat here. What I was going to say before was you're you, doing thirty seven things at one time. I know, I know. You you <laughs> you're can thinking impressive. The man is talking about switches. Going, I wish I had brought this page up. And Stephen's going, you mean this one? <laughs> Come on, dude! You're you're really impressing me tonight. I'm, I'm trying here, because uh, Rainwater was asking, like, with the switches, if you're using like cameras like I am, the PTC Optics cameras, then they 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 need PoE. I mean, if you don't want to run 50 million power cables to all your cameras, PoE, you know, you're gonna get what you you're gonna get what you pay for. You can go buy a 
uh, you know, and, and this is not a slam on neck gear, but you can go buy a $30 switch, you know, and buy 15 or 20 of them. You know, it all depends on your need for what, you, for what you want with what you're trying to do. Now me, I want the, the POE plus or the POE plus plus for my needs. I mean, that's the next upgrade going to POE here. So yeah. I think John, uh, having all this, you know, whether you need eight ports, 16 ports, um, is really something that people sh should think about. And if you are on the fence, like how, how big of a switch should I get? I'm going to talk in terms of even an audio mixer, right? If you need eight channels of audio, you really should get a 16 channel board. And I, and I, John, I don't know if you feel the same way about the switches, but if you need eight ports for your, for your switch, you should probably look at a 16 or a 24 to have double what you need just for growth right exactly it's you know it's not my money i realize but it's not that yeah, much more right to do that but um you want to make sure you build in some of that future proofing for sure definitely we're gonna Steven, yeah go ahead in your studio and which i know well you've actually set your studio up in like segments and the reason you did that was let's say you're getting ready to go live and you're having some issues. So when it comes, I think, don't you have multiple switches around? So if something goes wrong, you know where to start hunting versus yeah. trying to figure out your entire studio at one time. You've, you've built that in mind with uh, troubleshooting capabilities for when, when the pressure's on. Well, it, yeah, exactly. I, I actually have, <laughs> I have a 10 port, switch which you can't see it's behind here which covers everything in my rack and behind me and then the bar that i sit at that has all my my gear on has another 10 port switch that covers everything on here then over there at my desktop setup i have another 10 port switch and they are netgear uh switches that cover everything that's on that desktop uh over there and then i have a gaming setup over there with like consoles that has another switch over there and they just piggyback off. And the reason for that is in the event a switch dies. I mean, I I've had switches die in the past where the, they just either got hit by lightning and didn't realize it. And then they end up dying eventually, even though they're on battery backups. Um, I, before a show, I always keep a spare in there too. And they're, they're just the cheap switches. They're not the real high end ones. Uh, the, the POE, you know, plus or plus plus, which I'm in the process of switching out. Um, that way I can go over Greg and just plug it in and mm -hmm. make it work, you know, like in, in a, in a pinch. And so I've, I've always recommended yeah, I remembered, that to people. I remembered you showing me that on one of my many tours of the palatial studios <laughs> over there. And, um, to me it was logical, but you guys, you know, I have a one man deal here, but Steven's got his hands in many places. So, um, for the way Steven's set up, it's actually very, very smart. So, you know, once you get to that level, the ability to troubleshoot, whether it be a switch or whether it be a camera or whether it be power, it's just the intimate knowledge of your studio. But if you're running as many things as Steven is, it makes really good sense, maybe not to have the massive switch, but to set up multiple switches as Steven has for troubleshooting. Yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, I think dividing that up, I like how you said it, Stephen. Uh, there's no single point of failure, and you can kind of identify if there's something goes wrong. You always have a backup. You can kind of re. It gives you another routing 
uh, option as well. So you think of it as like, you know, just a GPS if you're going out for a drive. You want to be able to have multiple routes to wherever your destination is in case there's an accident or whatever and you need to reroute. Same thing in your studio, especially with routing of of uh, of bandwidth and all that, and with with video and 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 NDI, you know, the bandwidth. There's there's a set amount of bandwidth that you may have coming into your your house or your office or whatever. And this is where again switches and routers come in. You're managing all that bandwidth. And it's, it's a math problem. I mean, it's not like it's unlit. I think a lot of people think this is another thing. And just for a simplified part of this, I don't know if really people realize, you know, how, you know, you have to, you have a set amount of bandwidth and you're, it's basically dividing that up. And so if you're just running one camera or doing something simple with streaming, you're concerned with the upstream bandwidth mainly. If you're doing something with NDI within your studio setup and you're getting more sophisticated, and you're using multiple cameras and using, and that's all bandwidth on your, on your network itself, on your, on your local network. And so you have to pay close attention, not only switching all that, and that's where the switches come in, but also what's your total bandwidth and how's it being allocated. And that, again, that's where all these switches and also the different levels that we were talking about managed and clouds and dump, you know, like the unmanaged switches. I mean, I was going to say dump switch, but I'm, you know, keep away from that. <laughs> but manage and all that. And that's where that comes in is that's why all the complexity is that you're managing a finite resource and you got to get it to where it's, and it switches around. That's why you call it a switch. Your different requirements will switch at different times. And this is where all the magic, and also these switches are like, basically they're not just plug and play. They're They're basically mini computers. I mean, they have chipsets inside and they're doing, calculations and think of it as another computer on your network yeah i don't want to think of it as another computer on my network <laughs> that's just one more thing but listen we got to take a yeah, quick the break the ultimate source is to make you better oh true true it's um, to make you better we're going to take a quick break and thank some of our sponsors here but before we do that i want to talk to you a little bit real quick if you got to head out you're really liking this discussion and you want to know more you can go over to basics radio basics broadcasting with an x B-A-S-I-X radio or basicsbroadcasting.com. Download the Google Play app or the um, Apple iPhone app, and you can listen to the show on the road. We don't want you watching the video if you have to leave, but you can listen on the radio. And uh, we really appreciate these guys having us on here. And, guys, we are going to be right back right after this quick word. This episode is sponsored in part by PTZ Optics. Why hire a camera operator when the control is in your hands? Visit ptzoptics.com for more information. And by NewTek, makers of the TriCaster TC1. Stun your viewers, not your accountant. Visit NewTek.com for more information. We're back here, and we really appreciate the companies there for sponsoring the show. And uh, we are going to get into a little bit here. 
you know, with the features that some of these switches have, and John, John is going to um, take us through a little bit of the user interface of uh, one of the switches, right? Yep, yep. And I'll say, if, you, if I look away or I'm distracted, I got a couple of puppies. They're like eight and 10 months old who are just barking up a storm. <laughs> some intruder alert. Who needs a surveillance camera? Well, that's good. So, yeah. <laughs> at least you have a... Uh... At least you have them watching out and they're probably cheering you on oh they're fun you know it, <laughs> good distraction working at home all the time like i've been for the year and a half like we all have been it's great to have that distraction so i just ran around the store the house here and got them all settled down i think so anyway we have the neck gear 4250 switch i got the one you're seeing in my background there this is the gui i'm logging into it and there's nothing connected to it but I can show you how simple. So right away, one of the good things is you have the main UI login, the old school web interface, and we have this new AV GUI. So admin and password, here's the switch, okay? Wait for it for a second, you'll see all the ports there. So this is a 10 port switch, a couple of uplink ports, so really you could say 12 port. And that, those are the kind of things that drive me crazy too that we talk about, is it eight, is it 10 ports? Are the mm -hmm. uplink port out of this ports? Anyway, so you can see right away, you have pretty good visibility as to what's going on really quickly. And there's videos on this I did. There's an NDI configuration video you can find on our YouTube channel. You go to network profiles and you'll see all the different profiles we've set up. And this keeps expanding. This is probably already out of date. Um, we have a general one for video that works for a lot of different manufacturers, you can see. But right here, we got NDI 4 and NDI 5. And you'll see, like I said earlier, with Dante or QSIS or AES67 audio. So all you got to do is plug in your equipment, select this as the profile, tell us which ports your stuff's connected to. I'm just going to say the whole darn switch. That's all I'm doing. So you could okay. essentially break that up into, like, say, four ports for NDI 4 and four or five ports for NDI 5 if you have, like, a mixed NDI setup. I don't know why you would, Correct. but I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, definitely. So here it is. Let's give it a name. Let's say this is NDI5. So here's where we start, start getting a little bit deeper, talking about a VLAN, a virtual local area network. So what we're going to do is give us an ID of 10, my, my choosing. I can do whatever I want. This is going to say all the NDI5 uh, equipment devices are going to be kind of associated together in this particular VLAN. So they're isolated from the other traffic. Like you said earlier, Stephen, talking about Dante mm -hmm. and NDI5 or something. Uh, this is a way to keep them a little bit separate, which is cool. So VLAN 10 for that. The other thing I liked that we added was, I didn't have anything to do with this. I shouldn't say we, they added a color. Just pick a color. So oh, nice. I know that the NDI5 ones are blue, right? Mm -hmm. I can do a whole lot more here. We're not going to get into that now. This is all the basics that you have to do. It's going to send a whole ton of commands to the switch, and uh, it's only going from my laptop to the switch, but still, there's a lot of configuration going on. And then you'll see at the top here, I have four blue ports. <laughs> and then here, where it tells you what the profiles are, are figured already, and DI5 right there, the first four ports. There's the security dogs. So right away, that's how simple it was. Honestly, that's how that's how it was. Wow. But you can then go back in and say, okay, I have NDI four. 
on the same switch, same network. Great. Click that. Let's call it in the I4. I call this VLAN 20 just because the red color. Click OK. And then save that. And that's all I do. Oh, choose the ports. That would help. Those poor ports. Click save. So now I'm running both NDI 5 and that I have some audio embedded with it or uh, or not. And then I have NDI 4 on the next four ports as well. So and, there you go. And the reason for that, I know I said, why would anybody do that? But honestly, the reason for doing that for those watching mm -hmm. is if you have an older device that only supports up to NDI 4, but you still want to use it and you still can use it, that's why you yep. would want to isolate yeah. it. Good point. Yeah, there's an old camera hanging around. No exactly. Problem. Or or you have an, you know, like in my case, I have one of the original NDI Sparks. Now, granted, they keep updating the firmware on it, but eventually it's going to come to where they don't upgrade the firmware, right? And so yeah, you still want to be it's able to utilize old. it. Yeah. Yeah, there's something happening. So, I mean, this is really where the, the um, all the attention has gotten us as far as the industry, the AV industry in general, and certainly NDI, because it's, you know, a lot of people who are new to video and NDI is so awesome and so simple overall, but the switch wasn't. So now, that's it, really. Wow. You just got to collect the protocol and and, go, and you can see we've got a lot of different possibilities here. So that's it. That's how simple that is, really. So easy. Jeff Rainwater can do it. Mm hmm. There you go. That's okay. a test, the rainwater test. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I, I, actually, you know what? I'll, I'll put it on me. I'm no network engineer. I know how important internet is uh, or managing bandwidth. I deal with it every day. I think everybody on the panel realizes that. Um, but this is great because I, I don't know any of this. I can't really, I don't know any of the programming and all that. What's great about this stuff now is what you just demonstrated. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just easy. You just go right down the list. And I love that to be able yeah. to use a larger switch and you might have various use cases there. So you may have some ports dedicated to NDA five. You may have a couple of uh, computers that you just want data, you know, and I, and I saw that in your setup there, which is great. Cause you can, have, you might have one large switch. And then you can dedicate these various ports depending what what you're needed. So I I have here I'm using two um, Macs here. I may I have a um, Wirecast Gear um, production machine. I have another PC using different use cases. And if you have one switch, that's that's what I like. And the idea of being able to do it easily uh, and not have to go through a lot of configure the configurations like you just press save and the configuration instructions are then downloaded to the switch and it happens in the background but having that interface there it does make it easier to understand it makes it makes sense at least to me it makes sense um i was going to show one thing too which is which shows you kind of behind the scenes so that people just saw how easy that was that was pretty darn simple but if you look at the main ui uh how to do this is more painful of course i saved all the passwords ahead of time so here's the main user interface people are used to. And oh my goodness, you got to go through all these different menus. You got to figure out which one's right first, where to go. And sure, you can have the configuration document to tell you, but then you got to go through, let's see, the routing. Oh, I might need uh, VLANs. Here's where I set up VLANs. Okay, and I can set up this and, you know, oh, but I got to go back to the system and uh, 
where is it? You know, you got to find all the OS and MP. Do I need that? You know, whatever. PDP. Uh, all these things you got to go through and find out where they are. And then also you might make a mistake in typing something in, you know, a dot two versus dot three or whatever. And we do all that for you. So. Yeah. Just... To, see, to me, that's, that's the, like what you're showing there is what I'm used to or what I'm used to seeing back in, back in the old days, back before you had all this other stuff. But that's yeah. the, I think for people getting into this, that's what they're afraid of is like, they know they need a router, they may need to switch, especially if you're getting to streaming or getting to any kind of production where you're using IP-based um, workflows, uh, this can be a real turnoff. I mean, it's like, what? I got to know yeah. what, I, you know? And before you, I mean, I still recommend, you know, if you're getting into this, if you're doing this on a regular basis, it's good to get started, you know, quickly. But you also want to learn, you know, as you go along some networking basics and learn what you can about it, because then you just can be that much better at it, figuring out, you know, if, if you have to troubleshoot or what's actually happening. But that comparison you just did is is really stark because that's the old way. And, you know, it's like, how do you get started? And just what you demonstrated with the new interface and kind of taking you through kind of like what a normal person would do, well, how you would think about it. You want to compete, yeah. you know, you have an eight ports, a 10 port switcher. I want to dedicate these ports to this. I click on the ports. I can do color coding. I can, I want to run, you know, a video. I want to run NDI. I just want to run data. It's all right there, you know? So you, it's all happening in the background and it's, yeah. I mean, that to me is the game changer. Uh, and learning about this stuff because more and more as people get into this, whether you're doing it for fun or whether it's part of your job, a lot of the companies now, everyone's a media company now. So whether you're, mm -hmm. whether it's part of your job now or not, it probably will be at some point. And you're going to have to, in, in fact, we went, as we, as we've gone through the pandemic, a lot of people have had to set up studios in their homes and get on and do these different things. And that's going to continue. And networking is part of it. And so tools like this really make it easy to get started without making too many mistakes and makes it a lot less intimidating, I think, especially for people just starting out. Absolutely. And to your point, Marty, about getting more education, I pop it up there and, and Steven's on it because he's so quick. Watch me do that. So we have an academy, netgear.academy, uh, with some courses. It's about ready for a revamp. If you wait a couple of weeks, I think we'll have an updated uh, revamp uh, to that that will be a little bit more modern. I can show you that where we have some networked AV courses and they're aimed at not, you know, an engineer level, but really an AV level for some of them, yep. just to give you an idea of what is IGMP, what's a VLAN, those sort of concepts. So the new Academy will be a little look like this in a few weeks probably, but um, we have all kinds of courses coming in here and you can take the courses. We have quizzes. You can get some Avixa if you're interested in that, some Avixa credits if you're, in the AV Avixa uh, uh, world, but um, you know, network fundamentals, simple enough, right? What are all these things? So Netgear as a company is really trying to do that to help you configure the switches easier, but also arm you with the information to get a better idea of what you're doing for a living um, without having to go through a, you know, 180 hour course, because it's crazy. So Thank you. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check this out for sure. Greg, I, I mean, when you started streaming a year ago, did you ever think yes, you'd sir. be talking about network video? Because I, I try to tell these guys when they're sitting in the chat room and they're glazing over, they're going, oh, this network stuff, this network stuff. 
every time we talk about it, NDI, NDI. That's the future of video, man. It is. And, you know, I really appreciate that uh, demonstration that John gave us because, you know, even earlier Rainwater said I, I need it on a crown level. And honestly, it doesn't get any more crown than that um, with that, you know, user interface because Marty's right. When you used to look at the old stuff on the back end or even now, if you, if you go, let's say, the long route versus the short route, what you literally want to do if you're coming like from my viewpoint is go down to the corner gas station, get about mm, eighth of an ounce. You don't have to spend a lot because it's like $30 a gallon. So eighth of an ounce of fuel in one match, pour it on your computer and light it because that's the experience you're having. Um, but with this setup with Netgear, that, man, that's crown. But to answer your question, Stephen, for sure, when I started, you know, uh, with the programming and all that stuff now a year and a half ago, I started with a little camera. I started with a microphone and the and a computer and the adventure began. And now, you know, 18 months later, multiple programs syndicated on a television channel. It has just rolled and now a fully networked studio. And of course, I gotta always, you know, I'm very, very thankful, but I learned stuff from the wizard over there, Steven, and then the new relationships that I've developed with broadcast now with Marty and with Jeff Fitzgerald and what we had Joe DeMax on here. Yep. Now we've got John Hinkle on here. I mean, it's it, John Mahoney. We're just going from, you know, this is like gold mine people. This is like a stinking gold mine in this industry. And we're just scratching the surface. So yes, you know, you do not have to become a genius. And I think John said that, well, you know, you don't have to go through 180 credit or an hour course, <laughs> um, but, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there um, that good companies like Netgear put on um, their websites or forums or YouTube videos or however their interface and experience is to help us. Because ultimately, unless you're an engineer, and you're watching this, most folks watching this are on the side of putting content out. So the purpose of Netgear, for one, is to help the end user get their job done. So I, I think we're just scratching the surface on this stuff. And the big, the big thing is this, do not be afraid of anything. So you put a wrong number in a wrong code or you break it, it's fixable. So that's one thing I've learned, whether setting up my vMix, working with the network, multiple computers, all this jazz, just don't be afraid of it. Get in, dig in, and figure it out. And um, if you can't, that's why we have the Broadcast Now Facebook group that you should be a part of. You can jump in, throw a question in, and um, somebody will help you out. So we're all working together. So or that's can, where I'm at. Or and you, I'm can very call you can call John. John will give you a hand, right, John? Yeah, I just exactly. called John. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> My phone's right here. It's it's yeah, it's, I'm right here. There you go. <laughs> see, it's, it's just it's that simple. Um, no, I like I said, I I haven't seen a lot of other companies be this aggressive with switches with with NDI, and I I and, and that's that's a testament to you guys because you guys get it. You see that NDI is taking the world by storm, and some of these other companies just. I don't know what it is. They just haven't grasped it or 
you, you know, just like Dante Audio. I mean, that's something that's, you know, it's it's going to be here sooner than later for the majority. Right now it's 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 in the minority because like like Greg was saying, people are afraid of it. They're well, afraid of it. If you're a great company, Stephen, and you get lazy, you're going to get your clock cleaned. So, yeah, true. you know, my friends working at Crisco um, for the cooking oil, they're very well aware <laughs> that they're getting bypassed right now. And, you know, now they're going to battle back. That's what is good about competition. But even my friend who, like you, John Hinkle, graduated from Purdue University, he's an engineer at a very wow. high level for Intel. You know, he tells me, I'm going to try to get him on here as a guest, but uh, he, he told me point blank. He says, listen, I bleed Intel. I've been here since the beginning with Andy Par uh, Grove. Mm -hmm. I was on the RAM development team. I helped invent Flash RAM. Right now, AMD's kicking our butt, but you didn't hear that from me. So it's reality. So kudos to Netgear. Kudos to these other companies that realize you can't get lazy because if you do, you're going to be behind the curve. And then it's impossible to catch up, if not very difficult. So I'm I'm excited about what I see there. It's been fun. I'll tell you, coming into a big company, I've worked for a lot of smaller manufacturing companies, and I was a video editor for a long time uh, back, you know, pre-digital uh, days almost, really. Not film, but anyway. Uh, Netgear as a company has been really cool to work for because from the top down, literally from our CEO down, we have Focus and Pro-AV. He talks about it, all of our all hands, investor calls, analyst days, things like that. Pro-AV is, is of huge importance to the company. And that's why they hired people like myself, come from AV, other biz dev, other manufacturing partner people. Uh, it's just really cool to have that kind of commitment behind us. And it's evident from the products. That we're making and we have some cool things coming up i can't talk about but next year you'll see some other cool things coming out too awesome of course he, he had to throw that in there that we've got new stuff coming but i can't talk about it it's it's <laughs> no sorry it's, well, it's and that's been those... for two, you know small companies we talked about products two years in advance almost right oh yeah it's not here yet oh sorry it's not here yet but being a public company uh, and of this size, it's a big, it's a big difference. And I've no, had to toe I've, that line. Sure. I, I'm teasing mainly because, hey, mm -hmm. we were all expecting NAV this year. Um, back, back before, like in the, we thought 2021 wasn't going to be the ugly stepchild of 2020, but it's turned out to be that. And um, we thought we'd have a chance at NAV and and companies releasing brand new, brand new products. But um, it looks like a lot of them. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a few, and it looks like uh, IBC's in jeopardy as well. So uh, I think a lot of these, a lot of the companies that I've seen are holding off till April in hopes that NAB is is going to happen to where they can release. Is that is that tentatively the time frame that you guys are looking at? Is is NAB next year? Are you crying? <laughs> no, I can I can handle it all. We we. I'm um, not prying. No, I'm 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 being I'm being serious. I'm not asking him to divulge anything. But I mean, is was that is that is that part of the makeup? I, yeah, I I know it's everybody beats up on Stephen. I get that. I'm, yeah. I'm learning. Cool. <laughs> Jeez, um, man, tough crowd. It's like a big brother, right? Um, right. For, for us, we're still looking at Infocom. So the oh, new product okay. stuff I was talking about really won't be till next year. Okay. Um, we have we just released the second wave of the 4250s in March, I think this year, 2021. So we have some time selling those to to get out there. And there's always firmware enhancements, and there's a maintenance release coming up that's going to take care of a lot of that stuff. Um, but 
as far as trade shows, yeah, Infocom is still on the bubble, I'd say, coming up in October. Um, but for us, too, we're looking at ISE in uh, Barcelona for the first time. That was usually in Amsterdam in February, and that was always a pleasure, going to Amsterdam in February. Um, and then, of course, NAB April, uh, back to its regular scheduled time. So we'll see ISE. So we'll see Infocom perhaps first. Uh, maybe IBC. They moved to December. Right? Yep. That's still a chance. We actually might go to that. I don't know. Since NAB was canceled, I've been to a billion IBCs before then, uh, but not with Netgear. So it would be a first time for us. So we'll see about that. And then uh, next year is a whole different, whole different year. So if John's at NAB, I'm going to have to go harass him next year because if if it's if Absolutely. it's happening, I will be there uh, with BTZ Optics. So it'll be a, it'll be a good time. John, we're going to have to wrap this up, but we really appreciate you uh, coming on here. We'll probably have to have you on again. Um, but you guys can check it out. Go to netgear.com and uh, take a look at all the products that, that's there. And also check out that university, Netgear University. I, I'm assuming that's what it was called, right? Netgear uh, University? Oh, so so two things. So netgear.com slash ProAV. ProAV. There's a ProAV part of that. Netgear.com slash ProAV. And then netgear.academy. Dot Academy. That's but, um, what it was. Wait for that for a few weeks. So we have stuff up there now for sure, but it's going to be spiffed up in about two or three weeks. So if you want to wait, either way, well, it's free. Yeah, I, I really appreciate it. I'm going to check it out myself because I'm not I am not a networking guru. Like I said, I know enough to be dangerous and make things work. So I would like to learn all that I can. I always, always try. But uh, we appreciate you coming on here. Mr. Greg Terry, YouTube.com slash Greg Terry Experience every Tuesday and Friday. At 8:30 p.m. Eastern. Steven and Marty, as always, and John, thank you for being with us for an hour tonight. And for sure, when the new uh, year comes out next year, get you back on here to talk about it. It will be awesome. Really appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, yes, sir. And also, Mr. Marty McPadden, PodJam.tv. If you're looking for some video editing, podcast creation, or just an all-around nice guy, hit him up. PodJam.tv. There you go. I'll be all over that academy uh, in a couple of weeks. I, I think that's great, <laughs> and it's a great resource and uh, that they're providing. I, I will say this: if you're going to learn anything, you're getting to this. Learn, learn networking. It doesn't have to be all done all at once. Take a little lot of time, but it's well worth it. It's gonna, it's gonna be very valuable to use. I'll, I'll be jumping in this my, myself, so I'm, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it as well. And guys, I really appreciate you tuning in here. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We have tomorrow, we have the Retro Buzz. At, oh, where we moved it to 8 p.m. Eastern. That's right. Uh, I was going to say 6, but we did move it to 8. If you're into retro games and arcades, that's the show for you. We're going to be doing that tomorrow. And then Saturday from 12 to 2, we have my radio show where we'll be talking tech. Mostly this week we'll be talking Microsoft because they had a lot of good announcements this week on the surface book so uh tune in for that on saturday subscribe to the podcast we'll see you till next time keep buzzing